Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies. You're listening to The Jam Price Show, all about movies, and today my guest is Alex Lehman, and we're going to be talking about his new movie entitled Acid Man, starring Thomas Hayden Church and Diana Agron. It is a really intriguing, lovely little film. So welcome to the show, Alex. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, you're welcome. I thought this was, it was just a lovely movie. Just a really, a movie for, you know, really interesting for this time period, because I think so many of us have felt a disconnected from a lot of people in our lives. And during the pandemic, either we got closer or we got further away. And so this film kind of, it doesn't address that, the pandemic, but those issues of feeling the disconnection that we've all gone through. You wrote this, you you produced it, and you directed it. So tell me what inspired... I know this is a very personal story for you. How did this come about and what made you decide to write about this topic? And also, even before we do that, let's let the audience know a little bit about what Acid Man is all about. Sure. Yeah, Acid Man's about a, um, a strange father-daughter relationship. And at the beginning of the movie, we, we see them reconnecting as the daughters kind of tracked her father down in the middle of the woods in the middle of nowhere kind of living um in a messy confusing uh way and and she learns some stuff about him like he communicates with these flashing lights in the sky that that he feels very certain are ufos or as he calls them ifos because he's identified them and um and he communicates with them and that that is uh this this meaning, this purpose that he's really found. So it, the the movie's kind of, it's about two things at the same time. It's about this estranged connection and and them trying to reforge that connection as they definitely have a lot of love, but also a lot of pain and, and confusion. You know that they need to mend. And then there's also working against that the coming to terms with her father's new beliefs that are a little hard to understand for her to, to relate to. And and I think that's something that we all experience sometimes, and certainly in the last couple of years. There's people that we love who, I mean, listen, we've had ideas get polarized more and more and beliefs get polarized more and more. And dare I say, politics have gotten more and more polarized. And I don't want to talk politics. You know, I don't want to make a movie about politics. But um, I did want to make a movie about what happens when, you know, someone you love starts believing in things that don't make any sense to you. But but you know that they're coming from a, a, a good place and a curious place. And um, and you really want to get past all that because you love them and you want to find that connection. And and how much are you willing to be either curious or just allow that to just exist on its own, just so that you can rebuild a relationship? My father and I, um, you know, he, there's there's a little bit of him in there for sure. Um, not not quite as much as people would think. Um, but uh, there's, I just, I guess the core relationship uh, for me is, is, is I'm basically sending a message in a bottle to, to a man I, I love and who meant so much to me in, in my childhood. But um, time, time can change things. And, and I just felt like romanticizing this need to, to connect and find any way, any way to communicate necessary. And my goodness, if I have to send messages to UFOs uh, to connect with my father, then gosh darn it, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> 
Gosh, you know, the parent-child relationship is so complicated, you know, whether it's a mother-daughter, mother-son, father-daughter, father-son, whatever, Um, you know, and with siblings, you know, it's a very complicated for many people for many people going through so many things. And that's why this was such a touching and heartwarming um, story about trying to reconnect after being estranged for so many, many years. And I just thought it was so beautifully done. I love Thomas Hayden Church. I always have. I think he's such a, an interesting actor to watch. And he's wonderful in this film. Absolutely wonderful. And Diana Argon is also, as his daughter, I thought they were... They the way they played together on the screen and how they interacted with each other. I thought that was really beautiful. Was there a lot of this that it felt so real? Was a lot of this a little bit improvised or was this everything that was on in the script? Yeah, it, I'd say um, a lot of it was improvised, and um, every film I've directed has ranged from completely improvised to at least partially improvised, and this one I'd say somewhere in the middle. There was a full script entering the production, but we also talked about how that was always great to fall back on, but we wanted to um, keep it real and to, to, to make it about discovery. Mm-hmm. And so um, Diana and, and Thomas had total freedom in, in the filming to, to explore uh, what, what they were feeling in the moment. And, you know, the three of us really just kind of, we, we played, um, even in the preparation for the film, we would get on a phone call like once a week and kind of improvise, but also just get to like understand each be- understand each other better and understand what relationships each of us has to our parents. Um, for Thomas, you know, uh, what relationship he has to, to his daughters, even our grandparents, understanding, you know, who our parents' parents are, recognizing that in ways we become our parents' parents, in many ways we become our parents' parents, um, and the cyclical nature of life and therefore your relationship to um, an aging parent and so we kind of you know we learned each other's i don't want to say triggers but but definitely like what what felt real for each of us and so by the time we were filming we had a lot of skin in the game and it wasn't just about becoming these characters but it was just as much the characters had met thomas and diana halfway in the rewrites and certainly in the improv and you know sometimes comedy and drama just the things that you can just have happen in the moment by by being a little bit more loose. They're just moments that you can't script. They're just moments that we try to capture lightning in a bottle. And, right. and so our, our ethos is uh, we're not trying to make anything perfect. We're just trying to make it real. I think we found a, a nice balance of a compelling story that um, felt very much like you were a fly on the wall exactly. know, watching this, this yeah. really happening. It's where the magic happens, I think, when you guide your actors as far as you can. You give them the outline and then they can fill in the fill in the picture basically if you give them the frame then then they can create the picture itself uh, and that's what makes it beautiful so many it's always interesting to find out when you watch a movie and there might become a famous line from a particular movie that you never even knew was you know it, it was an improvised line that it wasn't in the script and that what makes the movie and so this is very much like that you know you just feel that this is a very real relationship when did you film this did you film this during covid and 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 what was the most difficult part 
part of filming this film? Um, yeah, we filmed it during the middle of COVID, like right before everyone was getting vaccines. So it had been a while before things were really opening up. So I, I think everybody on the cast and crew was just desperate to get out and to, and to you know find connections. So it's I struggle to talk about what was the hardest. What was the easiest is we, it was this perfect storm of every, you know, I mean, we were a tiny crew. We were like 15 people out in Oregon making this movie. And part of that was, you know, by design, you know, COVID. And everything. But, but everybody was just so excited to connect with people. And so as soon as we landed there, you know, PAs, grips, the PA, the grip, the sound guy, we all just like, we're just pouring our hearts out and sharing our own personal stories. Everybody came to the set with, you know, a vulnerability and, a, and an openness to connection that you don't necessarily get when everybody's making like three movies a year and going to this commercial and life is just we weren't taking anything for granted in that moment and I, and I think there was just this love and connection that you don't always get on a film set I always hope for it I always try to foster that energy but um, it was happening on its own um, so they were wonderful people and it was also just the perfect perfect time for, for all that and everybody related to the subject matter uh, you know I don't want to give any spoilers yeah. away but like there were some people that really connected to the subject matter and were like did you write a movie about me and that's the best thing that can happen as a director is when people think that you made the movie specifically for them um, even though you've never met them before it's like okay like it's connecting it's a very personal story but for some reason it's also a very universal story and um, nothing was hard I mean it was it was hard because making movies are hard but um, it was great and how long was your sh- the shoot on this film this one was a longer one for my movies it was three weeks of filming <laughs> I filmed them pretty fast uh, yeah it was a three week shoot we were all in Oregon probably for five weeks all everything including the preparation and it was kind of a it was kind of a quick it was probably a good thing I mean I think if we had all stayed up there any longer we would have turned into a cult everybody was just so uh, happy to connect and uh, we were just loving that little we were living on a little compound together and it's like it could have gotten weird man we all really loving loving <laughs> that connection that we were forging so I think it was good that we ended things on the perfect high note <laughs> that's great i mean no is this a crew that you've worked with before alex or is this a new crew well, there were a fair, m- we shot it in Oregon. So there were a fair amount of Oregon filmmakers. Um, and no, I'd say that almost nobody that worked on this, I mean, a couple of them were friends that I'd known for a while, but it was still the first time that I was working with them on a movie. I mean, my cinematographer was a guy I knew in college. He shot my first film in college, but I hadn't seen him since basically college. But COVID does that. It just, yeah. it, it did that. It, it allowed us to reconnect with people that we hadn't talked to in a really long time. And I was like, well, I think this is, there's something, there's something very right about uh, reconnecting with John Matashak and, and having him come out to Oregon and make a movie with me after 20 years. Right. Um, but no, it was, it was mostly a new crew. Although then I, I went to New York right after the Acid Man and made this other movie called Meet Cute. And I brought as much of the crew as possible over over to that one um, because uh, we forged... Yeah, there's there are a lot of uh, life long friendships that, that I made on, on Acid Man, for sure. That's great. That's great. I, you know, when I was watching, I was like, oh, this looks like Oregon. I'm wondering where, you know, I always like to know where the movie was filmed. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and then obviously in the credits it said, where is where was it in Oregon? It was beautiful. Yeah, it was... Um it was, uh, it was in the Rogue Valley of Oregon, is, is, is where it is. And then, obviously, there's some stuff on the on the coast as well. That Oregon coast is, oh, yes. is unreal. The first time I saw it, I was yeah. like, i got to make a movie here someday. Yeah, definitely. Um, but there, but there's... Um, 
every every film I've made, except for the New York City one, except for Meet Cute, uh, the films I make, I, I always purposely don't want to say where it is uh, because, um, again, I, I end up like having fans of the films. They always tell me like, I think you shot that in my hometown, and like usually they're like two thousand miles off from where we actually filmed it. <laughs> but it's great, you know. Yeah. It, it it it's a universe. It means it means you made it feel like home, and I I want all my movies to feel like home for for the audience yeah definitely um how did you attract thomas hayden church to this project and and diana argon too yeah diana diana agron was the first person i reached out to she um she and i i i wanted to cast her in in another film and that that one was not going to work out but we knew we wanted to work together um so i connected with her early on and i said hey do you, do you really want to work together? Cause I've got this other script and, uh, and it turned out that she really connected to it. And, um, I can't speak too much to her, her story, but like her, you know, her father, uh, she, it, it clicked for her. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. she wanted to do it. And then, um, and then we made a list of who we'd like to maybe play her father. And I swear to you, th- this has never happened to me on a movie before. I don't think it'll ever happen again, but, Diana was the first person I asked to play Maggie and Thomas was the first person that we asked to play, uh, uh, you know, her, her father, uh, Lloyd. And, um, it just came together super, super fast. That's yeah. great. That's great. That's and they're great. so good in it. I mean, they're, yeah. I know every director has got to say that about their actors and everything, but they're so, so good in it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, I give them all the credit. They well, do. it's a, you know it's a two character piece. So if you if it didn't work between the two of them, you yep. wouldn't have a very good film. <laughs> but it does work, and it is. It's it's a great uh, the, the chemistry and just how it unfolds, and you know all of it. It just it, there wasn't a false note in it, and you know so many films can have a false note. And to me, it just um, you're right. It felt like a fly on the wall watching this all unfold it didn't you know it didn't feel like in your face about anything it was just a very quiet film it's kind of perfect for right now uh you know when we you addressed earlier the divisiveness and everything that's going on in in this world um and to find something that's just a nice um film about reconnecting i just think that you know that's just so important today it really is i just think so many people feel lost one of the things you said in 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 when i was doing and i love this i i actually love both of these um you said i'd rather be vulnerable than sacrifice connection and the juice is worth the squeeze i i Mm -hmm. highlighted both of those because i just love what you had to say let's talk a little bit about that sure i mean you can't really connect with people if you're not uh, allowing yourself to be vulnerable. It's it's going to be very superficial connections. Um, but as soon as you make yourself vulnerable, you're you're opening that door for for all the pain you know that can come with you know all the hurt that can come with a relationship, um, romantic relationship, platonic relationship, whatever. Um, and there's no way that. You know, I mean, everybody's different, but right. uh, I, I'm not advocating for just white knuckling um, through life, just just as a raw nerve and just trying to connect with the grocery store, you know, cashier, clerk. Every, like, you can't just gush with everybody and connect with everyone. But um, 
but on the flip side, I also, um, as much as sometimes life is hard and overwhelming and, and people aren't perfect and they can disappoint and they can hurt you. I, I, I get that instinct to like cover up and protect myself and say like, I'm not going to let anybody else hurt me. Like I'm not going to give them the chance, but I don't know. You just, you, you miss out on so much if you don't give them the chance. Uh, you, you don't, you don't get the chance to really allow someone to like, really um love you and 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 let you love them unless you uh unless i um make myself vulnerable and so i'm i'm saying it's you know the juice is worth the squeeze i mean it's 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 worth whatever pain or hurt potentially can come from from being vulnerable i think um is is worth it for for those really uh lovely human moments where i actually feel connected to to someone um and so i'm going to keep keep allowing myself to get hurt and to get loved (laughs) beautiful 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 you know i i i've always said when we're vulnerable we're really in our most powerful place we could be Hmm? yeah yeah it's a uh i mean it's a double-edged sword but uh it's a sword. Yeah. Well, we're you know that's when we're just completely open and allowing ourselves to be as transparent as we can be, and that's the only way somebody can get close to us is when we are in that space in that place. And it feels harder to do that than ever, huh? I mean, I'm even I'm talking. There's a screen. I'm, you're not in the same room as I am. Like we're not. There's all these different ways that I think we're you know. Um, we can numb ourselves from, you know, or, or, or just build up at least bumpers, like just like light barriers uh, to, to actual connection. I think it it's not only willingness at this point to, to be connected, but it actually takes more effort than it ever has before. Um, so um, conscious, consciously connecting, I think, is something that uh, that we could all be better at. Um, yeah. Just takes takes time and and so hopefully this film is 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 one of those things that just reminds you to like slow down uh go have a real conversation go listen to someone uh be curious about about people that that you don't understand be curious about people that you love um and um you don't have to be right and you don't have to uh have all the answers and you and and you don't have to put yourself in perfect situations but like slowing down and, and actually being present. Um, I think, I think that'll be nice. Hopefully it is nice. Their it's parents or their kids or their best friends at, when they walk out of the yeah. movie. Yeah. It is hard to do that. I mean, it is, it's, you know, but you're completely 100% uh, correct to be, you know, to constantly always try to be present. You know, it's so easy to just get off the, you know, you just go down a different path sometimes, or or in relationships, how you can get into automatic pilot, or you respond the same way you have because that's always the way you've responded. Unless, and that's why I love this line, you know, what you wrote in here, because it is, it's about, well, wait a minute, let me, you know, let me step back, let me just look and this thing, let me listen a little differently than I've listened perhaps in the past, and, and, and not be thinking about how I'm going to respond to the situation. And in doing that, and that's what this film does. It's it's about that. It's about quietly 
you know, obviously um, Diana's character has her perspective about what happened, and again, not wanting to give away too much of the film. Um, and yet, and also being able to, again, open herself up to be vulnerable to talk about that with her father after all these years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes, yeah, you yeah. have to be pretty brave to be willing to show up and talk to someone who you feel hurt you. Or- and did hurt you, ter- that hurt you terribly, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, um, and to travel as far as she did to, to find those answers, to mm-hmm. seek that connection again. Um, I thought that was really, uh, how you wrote that um, was, was beautiful. That, you know, because it wasn't like, well, he was in the next town over. Yeah. <laughs> and finding and, 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 and there's that element of like, sometimes you have, to go, you have to go home before you can move forward in life, right. right? Like you have to check back in on some stuff that's like really stuck with you that you maybe didn't realize like, man, that's... That's really not resolved yet. It might it might never get totally resolved, but I feel like without understanding something, you know, there, there's there are those things that have happened in all of our lives that like have kind of become sticky and like we don't totally feel like we've uh, got you know catharsis on it or or, or at least um, peace with it. And um, and and without without having that peace, I, I think it can be really hard to move on with life and accomplish other things and, and, and actually be vulnerable in, in new directions. And so, um, yeah, I think her character, I think both of those characters are super brave because they're willing to, um, face things with the one person that like, they just, it just all feels so raw. Mm-hmm. Right? You just they, they half the movie. They're just these two raw nerves that mm-hmm. love each other and are trying to make each other laugh. But like, it's like lighting a match, you know, in a in a in a fireworks factory. You're like, hey, say the wrong. It's t- terrifying. Right? It's terrifying. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, they're brave. They're brave characters. They, uh, Very brave characters, and I love the fact that neither one got defensive about anything. You know, that happens so often. You know, either either character. The way you wrote them was beautiful because neither character got. Uh, you know, defensive or upset or really, I mean, yes, they had their moments, but you yeah, know, moments. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but they, grew, but they grew, they would get past those moments. Right. Right. Exactly. They didn't say, screw you. I'm out of here. <laughs> exactly. Again. Which and is that, what most people yeah. would do <laughs> after a while. Well, that's, that's the uh, beauty of, of, you know, making movies is they're not real. So we get, we get to, we get to explore the versions, the best versions that we want to be in, in these films. But, um, you know, it's a practice, and uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think I, I would love. I mean, they're they're heroes to me. Again, I don't make movies that have villains and 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 heroes with capes. You know, the, to me, the 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 most interesting and uh, admirable people are the ones that are willing to put themselves out there and to be imperfect and and to face their mistakes and uh, and to be curious instead of just have all the answers. Right. Well, it's a beautiful film, Alex. Um, where can people see Acid Man? They should go to Apple or Amazon, and they should like buy it right now, and they should tell their friends. Um, this is a little indie film, so you know, you're, if you're hearing me right now, please, please watch the film. And if you like it, please find all the ways to review it, um, and please find all the ways to, to tell other people about it. Um, that we, we depend, I depend on, on fans actually speaking up and, uh, 
and their friends listening. That's so, great. Yeah. Great. Thank you, Alex. I wish you much success with Acid Man. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Jan. This was wonderful. Thank you. To all my wonderful, loyal listeners, your love of film allows me to do what I do. If you want to support me, the best way to do that is to hit the subscribe button on the iHeart Podcast Network, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And of course, on YouTube. Subscribing matters. If you are feeling really compelled, I want to hear from you. Have a burning question, comment, or review? Drop me an email at thejampriceshow.com. Thank you for listening. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies.